Thank you for joining with us for another episode of Morning Briefings here on the Pipeline Intercession for the President and on our podcast. If you have any dreams that you have about the office of the president, please send them to pip at christiancentershreveport.com. We're so thankful that you all have joined in with us on this prayer journey, and we look forward to standing with you not only today, but in the days ahead. So with that, we'll go ahead and join today's broadcast as we talk about the news and stand on the wall for this nation and the office of the president. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Zach Arskanen coming to you live from North Carolina. And today I want to recap the events that have happened over the last <laughs> few 70, 48, 72 hours. And uh, starting with Israel, and then want to go through some things with the president and as well as any the vote, uh, unfortunately, to uh, raise taxes and costs on Americans here domestically as the Senate has gone forward um, with the quote-unquote Inflation Reduction Act, which does the exact opposite. And there's some interesting, interesting news on that that we need to get to. But first, I want to start off on our journey through preparing ourselves for victory in the days ahead, even in this time of turmoil is the best way to just put it, uh, chaos, uh, it could be another descriptor, and really just want to focus in on, okay, what does the Lord say? What is? Where's the hope? Where's the, f- the future? Where can we really glean from um, what the Lord is saying to be able to have a place of peace within inside of us to be able to pro- provide hope not only to ourselves and our families, but to those around us in our communities and our neighborhoods that we are in. And so I want to start off uh, in 1 Corinthians 15, verse, um, I want to make sure, verse 50, and, and highlighting verse 54, but this is when in 1 Corinthians here, Paul is talking about the mystery of the resurrection as we see here um in the text and he goes on in this brief passage he says now i say this brethren that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of god nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable behold i tell you a mystery we will not all sleep but we will all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed for this perishable must put on the imperishable and this mortal must put on the immortal and here's the key verse here through this verse 54 but when this perishable will have put on the imperishable and this mortal will have put on immortality, then will come about the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the glory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, we've talked about this before, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. And the key thing here, death is swallowed up in victory. And for us who, who want 
to have this hope, this peace, this place of victory. This is a key, can be a key verse for us. And so today we just want to, as we pray, as we're praying for the office of the president, keep our emotions in check, but also as we prepare for the future and our hope and our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ of putting off the garment of death and any garment of death that we may have accepted knowingly or unknowingly in our lives or in the future and put on a garment of victory to be able to walk in what the Lord has called us to walk in in the days ahead. All right. With that, uh, we have so, uh, quite a few things to get to here today, and want to first do uh, the update from Israel. We're seeing now that um, through three days of fighting so far in the land, that the people in Israel are protected because of the Iron Dome that is there, thankfully. Unfortunately, some of the rockets that have um, been shot off by the Islamic Jihad have actually landed in, in Gaza, in northern Gaza neighborhoods, and killed their own people, which is very, very sad. Um, and, and it seems to be that um, more casualties are on the uh, Palestinian side than the actual Israeli side. And one thing to note is that there is discussions with the UN and Egypt as mediators to have a ceasefire. Um, this is going into Sunday night, and they say that they're going to negotiate through our night, basically their day and even their night, um, to hopefully come to this agreement. And this usually happens when these organizations uh, run out of ammunition. They said they haven't. They said they still have more Supposedly, there's also rumors um, through this that the Wall Street Journal is reporting that this funding is coming from Iran. Shocker. Um, and then also that um, Israel has, uh, interestingly enough, um, through Operation Breaking Dawn, gone and killed the Islamic Jihad um, leaders, all, all of them, all 10 of them, uh, which is very interesting. And, and these attacks from those within Gaza, Islamic Jihad, came after Israel arrested certain leaders and closed the borders um, from Gaza into the land uh, because of suspected uh, terrorist actions possibly being taken uh, towards the Israeli people. So it was a preemptive uh, security measure by Israel, which then brought on attacks from um, the terrorists within the Gaza Strip uh, towards uh, Tel Aviv, neighboring cities, Gaza, uh, um, and even the bordering cities for the Israelis on the Gaza border have been locked down since uh, as early as Tuesday in some instances. So there have been bomb shelters in protection. And so there, there's a lot going on here. So in this situation, we just want to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and that people would be protected um, during this dispute. And hopefully peace can come about and that Israel would not give in to the demands here as the the groups here are asking for the mil their military leaders who were captured to be released and other people to be released um, while at the same time saying they want annihilation of all the Jews and the extermination of all the Jews throughout the land of quote-unquote Palestine which is really southern if you go back to to modern history it's really southern Syria northern Jordan portions uh, of Egypt that it would have been un under the British uh, mandate. So that's kind of a, a huge update there. 
Um, really nothing. There's There were talks of a ceasefire, but that got um, <laughs> uh, stopped as the terrorists continued to bomb um, Israeli communities. And Israel, current prime minister, has said, Lapid has said that, look, this is going to continue on as long as you continue on. Is that the only way that the peace will come about is if the shooting stops, um, which is a strong backbone there um, to see coming out of there. So we'll pay attention to this throughout the day, um, give you any updates, and and really continuing to pray for just the peace of Jerusalem there in this situation. Okay, on the home front, we have a letter from um, President Biden's doctor, Kevin O'Connor, saying that for the second day in a row on Sunday that the president uh, tested negative for COVID. They, he is being released. He's going to Delaware to spend some time with uh, Jill Biden. Um, he left Sunday morning, so Sunday he'll be there. Monday he'll most likely spend some time there. And then they're both expected to go to Kentucky as the flood issue has gone there to meet with the families. If They've declared a national case of emergency and done some updates there. So that's that's some updates on the president. It's The best thing about that is that, okay, they let him out. Um, and, and why were they keeping him locked down for some time? And, and by their standards, they're doing it to quote-unquote protect him. So um, we just want to be thankful for that and, and let him be out there and say this is the man who's the president and he needs to be doing his presidential duties. Um, so it's a good thing here to see this. Uh, and then some good news from – or some interesting news on Friday – uh, the media is trying to make it seem like this is great, great, great news. Um, but the reality is when you look at this, it's kind of um, really interesting. So the economic report from Friday is that the U.S. jobs report, uh, 528,000 um, jobs were added and an unemployment dropped down to 3.5%. The interesting thing here is that as you have these jobs being added – you have the labor force participation rate shrinking, which means that people most likely are taking on second, third jobs or what is quote unquote called moonlighting. And so the reality of this is, is means that if your, if your economy is as good as you say it is, the, the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says and the Biden administration says on a host of levels, then – you wouldn't need, number one, to have a second job to afford basic standard of living, food, gas, etc., um, which means that inflation and the economy are not rocking at this 3.5% level that they, they uh, of unemployment that they say is where it is at. Um, and you know, saying we've added all the jobs back since we lost COVID. The question would be is um, through study of history. And even when you look back at the Great Depression, is the Great Depression would have ended if the government would have done nothing uh, a lot sooner than the decades long that it took and even longer that it took because of government intervention is, is number one, did we even need to go through this economic turn, turmoil due to government intervention? And did the government intervention make it last longer uh, in the first place? Um, so basic questions there, but the main thing to, to remember from this jobs report of, of don't, don't be fooled by what the media is saying is, is if these jobs, 528,000 jobs were truly 
single like this different people getting jobs, then it you wouldn't have the labor force participation rate falling. Um, so because the labor force participation rate falls and the unemployment rate falls, this shows you that the same people who are in the job market are actually getting these jobs. Um, so they're they're moonlighting and, and and really showing the collapse of real wages, um, which is what is forcing people to moonlight in order to pay bills. So kind of a catch-22 here, uh, something we just want to be aware of and not be fooled by what is being uh, spoken out there from the mainstream media. Now, we didn't talk about this last week, but I think this is this is really huge because this confirms and what Chris Reed talked about several months ago of really the beginning of the year where COVID would die out, something else would come along in the summer, spring, and that thing is now monkeypox. We talked about it might be that. Now the U.S. has declared federally uh, monkeypox is an outbreak, a health, public health emergency where it's like 98% of the outbreaks are within the homosexual community um, for those men who have and lesbians who have had um, gay sex. And to just be blunt about it, that's where most of it is falling out of. And what this now leads to is what um, officials are saying as allowing the U.S. and the administration to explore additional strategies to get vaccines and treatments more quickly out to the implicated, uh, impacted communities. And it allows to get more data from jurisdictions so we can effectively track and attack this outbreak. It's not really an outbreak, but okay. Um, we all are understanding and aware of what's happening right before the midterms. Surprise, surprise, this comes into effect. How long will this go into effect? What does this mean economically? Will monies now be spent towards that? As you have this quote-unquote Inflation Reduction Act, we'll see. Um, but we understand that there's a midterm coming. Uh, that COVID has pretty much died out on that and and pray that people are have learned from the the the, the challenges to say of past elections in the past case uh, of evolving around um, the elections of 2020. Hopefully people are prepared and ready and victorious in the days ahead. Now, one thing I want to say, a kind of oxymoronic statement made from a California state senator, state rep, uh, state senator, he talked about, he said in an interview with um, a local CBS and Washington Post, um, several interviews he had, he talked about how if people want to have um, intercourse, they will have intercourse. And he ultimately talked about how people who he knows go to these parties um, and ultimately that people will make their own decisions about their own risk levels. So this is very interesting to see. He's saying this. Of It's okay for people to make their own decisions when it comes to their health. Where they want to you know, do whatever. But yet it, now it's a national emergency and we have to shut down. We have to track people, government overreach, etc. We've been down this road before. And the reason I point this out is because... We're seeing that even he understands. Um, Democratic Rep. Scott Warner or, or Weiner from San Francisco, where they've had one of the highest outbreaks along with New York City and, and several other cities, that he even understands that, look, if people want to take the risk, they can take the risks. 
that's their choice. Now, we'll see on the mass public what happens, but we need to understand where things be sober and aware about what's going on um, in the nation so that we can continue to pray and be aware of how it's going to affect um, our lives moving forward in the days ahead. Now, uh, one of the last things, kind of want to spend a few minutes on this, is the Senate is pretty much in the final rounds of moving forward with the final presentation of the 700-plus page Inflation Quote-Unquote Reduction Act. And it took the reconciliation process, the voterama that they went through Saturday night into midday Sunday with the amendments and, and a lot of things that happened were political per se because Republicans were putting up amendments to try to back Democrats into a corner. Democrats were putting up amendments to back Republicans into a corner. And I don't want to go through all the votes and all the details, um, but just the highlight is majority of it got passed. The IRS um, it will be increased if it stays as is. Billions of dollars and and hundreds of more agents to be able to audit everyday individuals, small businesses. Small businesses will now be taxed at a higher rate. Um, uh, government stimulus for healthcare and and other things with Obamacare, which was part of this. We talked about this before. Extending the subsidy for that, so meaning that as Obamacare increases. Government stimulus is put out there to lower the cost to supposedly help people, even though the reason it's costing more money is because it's showing that Obamacare doesn't work, but I digress in that. Now, in order to pass this, remember, Joe Manchin made a deal saying that the only way for this to go through is if there was not – like every senator had to be present. There could be no COVID-negative positive tests that would prevent the vote. If, if so, we had to delay it, wait longer. Well, there were reports from AIDS coming out saying that there's basically a don't test, don't tell um, before the vote. So if you po they, they possibly could have had COVID being in close proximity to each other and possibly could have COVID coming out of this um, because they wanted to get this done, meaning they broke their own rules that they set themselves. Uh, very interesting within and of that. And kind of a hilarious thing is that Bernie Sanders – you follow us long enough, you understand how oxymoronic this is. Bernie Sanders came out and said, he, he said, he says this. I want to quote him just to make sure we have this right. He said this on Saturday. He said, I want to take a moment to say a few words about the so-called Inflation Reduction Act that we are debating this evening. I say so-called because according to the CBO office, the Congressional Budget Office, and other economic organizations that have studied this bill, it will in fact have a minimum impact on inflation. And there are others who have called this out, showing that the – in the CBO in their report – this is not Bernie Sanders, but the, in the CBO report, they show that in calendar year 2020, enacting the bill would have a negligible effect on inflation in the CBO's assessment, meaning it basically does nothing. And in calendar year 2023, inflation would probably be between 0.1% uh, point lower and 0.1% higher under the bill than it would be under current law, CBO estimates, meaning that this year there's nothing that it's going to change, and next year it might possibly inch it closer um, towards reducing infl inflation, or it could actually increase inflation. And so 
Bernie Sanders. The voice of reason is Bernie Sanders. This shows you how disastrous this bill is. And then ultimately, look, just be aware, higher taxes for pretty much everyone, even though they say it's not. Um, and, and the reality is, is to understand that what's coming down the road could cripple the next several generations, but is it's pray for current Americans to wake up, to, to find leaders who will actually understand the realities of this and not be just political. Um, now, once this passes and finished passing, passing the Senate, then it has to go to the House possibly later this week, which means they'll have to be called back from recess um, to vote forward this, possibly debate doing other things through this. And, 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 and remember, they push this through via reconciliation to get to um, their vacation, uh, meanwhile hurting American taxpayers and both – Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema caved on everything that they said they wouldn't do. They tried to make it look like they didn't want to do some things of having taxes increased, uh, inflation, and, and really, I mean, Democrats alike are just hammering um, Joe Manchin, saying you know he sold the state out for tea leaves uh, of possibility, and, and and there are some things in, in this thing that are just. I mean, the majority of this is, is horrible. Luckily, the three hundred dollar a month child tax credit got shot down, um, which would have just been disastrous. And every amendment that the GOP put forward that did pass ended up at the end of the day getting getting sloshed out. And even analysis early Sunday morning from Americans for Tax Reform group showed that of the current iteration, Sunday afternoon, the reconciliation bill would ultimately raise taxes on thousands of small and mid-sized businesses across the country and even um, lower earning wages of Americans. So a lot of the things that they said that was in this were disastrous. A lot of the things that Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin said they, they weren't going to support, they ultimately caved um, and gave in. And, and look, this is huge because you have midterms coming up. And for those in Arizona and Georgia and all these other states, your current senators are heavily involved. Current senators who are up for re-election are involved in this. Uh, Warnock, Kelly, um, others as well. So this is a, a key time for Americans to pay attention when they say it's going to do one thing. Um, look, you have a chance to see it later this year. If it does what they say it's going to do by the midterms, you'll start seeing something. Uh, but the reality is, is okay, it may work for a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's going to rise. Um, as still, there's nothing to be done about producing more natural gas and oil here in America, pulling it out of the ground here in America. So we just want to continue to intercede for voters ahead of the midterms to, to as they vote and go out and vote, that they vote, vote based upon biblical moral values, candidates who will stand up for life. And if you can look at that, the, that, there's a handful, as uh, Tatron talked about, the five foundations. If you look at those five foundations and understand if, if you can't stay focused and stand up for those five foundations, where else are you going off? And then you, you start to see that in taxes and, and other subjects that they vote on. And go back and look at where they stand on those five foundations that we've talked about. And scripture in Genesis talks about. And once they get off of that, it really shows where where else have they compromised, gone off, 
the beaten path. And so I, I hopefully that helps everyone. And um, we understand what's ahead. We're aware. This is why we want to keep praying for the garments of victory in this season. Is no matter what things look like here today in, in modern times, is understanding that at the end of the day, through Christ's death, through his resurrection, the price of his blood, that we, we ultimately, no matter what persecution may come our way, no matter what happens to us here on earth, that eventually um, our victory will be found in eternity as we serve the Lord and that our toil and our, our work is not in vain um, and it will not be fruitless even though it may seem fruitless to us at some points in time. So I want to end on that encouraging note to understand uh, that we are here for such a time as this to pray not only for ourselves, for our nation, uh, but for the office of the president so that souls can be saved and we can be a nation to reach our destiny, which is to spread the gospel of the kingdom to the nations. So blessings, and I will see you guys later. Have a good one.